Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Prosperity by the Pine. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, charter financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. Beer of the week, again, limited selection due to quarantines and stuff, Coors Light. Cheers to the Rockies. I do like Coors Light. One of my favorite light beers. This week, we're going to be talking about what to do and not to do during periods of market volatility, specifically during market crashes. So I'm going to give you some tips, tricks, ideas, and strategies to implement to help your personal financial plan and your investment portfolio during periods of duress. So my first do, you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, that I am a huge fan of Roth IRA. So Roth IRA, you contribute to a Roth IRA, you do not get a tax deduction, but if let's say you put in $5,000 and over the next 35 years, that 5,000 grows to 50,000, you have a pile of $50,000 worth of tax-free money. So if you have a traditional IRA, one of the things that you can do is convert it. You can just change it over to a Roth IRA. It's called a Roth conversion. And when you do this, you get... You have to pay taxes, but then you have your money in a Roth IRA. So markets are down at their lowest. The S&P 500, at least as at the time of filming this, was 32% off its all-time highs. Other markets were down much more. I think small cap value is down like 43 44%. So if your account loses 30% and you convert it from an IRA to a Roth IRA, you are paying taxes on a dollar amount that's 30% smaller, right? So you're paying taxes on a smaller account balance, therefore... You get that money into the Roth to grow tax-free as opposed to building that tax obligation. So this is an opportunity to take at, take a look at if you have small IRAs out there or doing uh, with larger IRAs, partial Roth IRA conversions. Remember, you have to pay the taxes when you do that. My first don't, do not bail on the markets. You cannot time the bottom. You cannot time the upswing. You can't just, I hate to tell you this, and people get sick of hearing it, you got to ride it. It's a wave that you've got to ride. There's going to be times where that wave slaps you in the face with salt water. There's going to be times where that wave kicks you in the gonads, but you have got to ride the wave because the fact of the matter is some of the best market days come during market times of market duress. So there's, if you get out and, and, you know, we were down 32% at our lowest. I think we're down something like 17% from the all-time ties today. If you just couldn't take it anymore at 32% down, and now the market's is rallied by 15, 16, 17%, what are you going to do? Are you going to wait for it to go back down to 32% to get back in? If you get out of the market, if you, what's your, if you're, you have an exit strategy of, I don't give a shit, I can't take the losses anymore, I'm going to get out, what's your re-entry strategy? How are you going to get back in? Unless you're just done investing. And if you're done investing, you guarantee locked in your losses. The point is, is you have to, one, know your risk going into things, right? So you have to say to yourself, I am willing to accept 40% loss in a short term if I know over the long term I'm going to grow or 20% or 10%, whatever that number is for you and your personal risk appetite, you have to know what your portfolio is going to do during times of serious duress. I think it was Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's um, kind of partner in crime, said that during their career, they've seen three corrections where 50% of the market value was wiped out or more. And he said, 
and don't quote me on this one because I'm not going to get it right. If you're not willing to accept a 50% loss in your portfolio in exchange for the long-term returns of capital markets, you shouldn't be invested. I'm paraphrasing, but damn, that came out good. So take Charlie Munger's advice and realize you're either going to take punches in the gut in order to benefit from the upside or don't invest. And so don't bail on the market. I, you're falling victim to your own fear. The fact of the matter, and you guys have heard me talk about this, is we are very pretty, primitive, simple creatures. 400 years ago, most of us could not read, like something like 98% of us. I, I said the quote a few weeks ago, could not read. And, and we were very in tune with our fight or flight instinct because in many scenarios, our biggest problem was learning, uh, having shelter and food on the table right? In very recent human history, those were our biggest problems. And so now today we get an investment statement that says, shit, you lost 30% over the last the month of March. That sucks. And you have to interpret that logically, but your body doesn't want to interpret that logically. The fear, the fear mechanism in your brain turns to fight or flight and you panic. So if it helps, just don't look at the account. Don't look at your statements. Just be an ostrich. I used that term a couple weeks ago. Bury your head in the sand. It'll get over. And by the time it's over, reevaluate, reevaluate your personal risk profile. So don't bail on the markets. You've, the world only ends once. You guys have heard me say that. And if the, everything goes to zero, the world as we know it today is over. The only thing worth money is bottled water, lead, and bullets, and a COVID-19 vaccine. Okay? All right. So do tax loss harvest. We're doing a lot of tax loss harvesting right now for clients. So if I buy an S&P 500 mutual fund or ETF, and I buy it for $10,000, and I bought it last year for $10,000, and now today it's worth $8,000, I have a $2,000 loss. What you can do, and this is for non-qualified, meaning non-retirement accounts, okay, which I've talked about before, just brokerage, non-qualified investment accounts are a great way to accumulate investment dollars over time. So you bought it for 10, it's worth eight, you get a $2,000 loss in your $10,000 in, in, in your non-qualified investment account. If you sell that fund, you then do what's called realizing that $2,000 loss. Now, you maybe you, you want to stay the course in the markets, right? So you got to buy something else. You just have to buy a different mutual fund or ETF. So you can find a, something that invests in very similar assets. So you're still going to benefit from the market upswing when that does happen, but you get to realize that $2,000 loss. Now in a given year, you can deduct from your tax return $3,000 worth of stock losses, or you can use those losses to offset gains, right? So maybe you're selling some stuff at a gain and selling some stuff at a loss. If you bank up those losses, so right now we're harvesting losses and a client might have a large account and they might have $20,000 worth of losses, tax losses. We can harvest all those losses, keep them still invested in various different funds, but then later on in life when they want to pull money from the account, they can use those losses to offset the gain. So that's tax loss harvesting. Do not fall victim to predators. This drives me nuts. I see people posting about it, about uh, safe, secure investments. They're selling fixed annuities. They're selling um, uh, life insurance. They're selling indexed annuities. They're selling stuff that is going to lock you in for a very long period of time, and you will not be able to have your money invested in the markets for the upswing. So you're selling at the low, and you're buying into stuff that maybe does have a practical use, just not at this particular time. And so these people, these commission salesmen come out of the woodwork during times of market 
uh, duress and just sell you safety, safety, no markets. Uh, you don't want this volatility. We'll just tuck you in this. And when things the coast is clear, we'll get back in. That's not the way this stuff works. One, you can't know when the coast is clear. There's no banner in the ground that says, all right, it's done. We're good. Everybody go invest now. That doesn't, that, that, that doesn't happen. And by the time you do feel comfortable, you missed the entire upswing, right? Nobody's going to look at the market and feel super comfortable at 32% down, but that might be the best entry point ever, right? So don't bail out when you're 28% down, buy into something fixed and miss the cover uh, the, the entire upswing. There's a reason why during 2008 and 2009, during periods of just absolute market duress, insurance companies sold record numbers of fixed annuities and uh, um, what's called guaranteed lifetime income annuities and things like that. These are products that lock people in. And yes, they have a time and have a place. But what people are doing is preying on your fear and saying, let's, let's get in there and get into a safe product because markets aren't safe and you're feeling fear right now. So here's a, something that'll make you feel safe. Don't fall victim, victim to these predators, victim to these vetters. All right. <laughs> uh, do take a look at refinancing. So interest rates have dropped. If you have a mortgage, if you're in a healthy uh, financial picture right now, uh, interest rates have dropped. If you haven't looked at refinancing in the last couple of years, might now might be a time to do that. You can also sometimes refinance different types of debt, like auto debt. And if you have credit cards and things like that, you know, take a look at different options for saying maybe I can uh, maybe I can take a home equity line of credit at a low interest rate, pay off those credit cards, get yourself in a better financial position. Look at it. And if you need somebody to to help you with that and you don't have a person, uh, reach out to me. I'd be happy to recommend some people. Uh, do not reduce contributions and do increase contributions. So these go hand in hand. So I get it. If you're laid off and uh, you're collecting unemployment or uh, your spouse got laid off and you're still working and cash flow is really tight, you might need to reduce the amount that you're contributing to your 401k. But try not to because now is actually a really good time to be contributing, right? And, and, and if you're going to stop contributing or back off of contributing, it should be out of need, not out of fear. So if you're contributing regularly, the market going down is a good thing for you in the sense that you're buying low, right? So if you're going to reduce your contributions, do it out of need, don't do it out of fear. Do look at increasing your contributions. You know, my wife and I are not, aren't paying for daycare right now. It's like 650 bucks a month. I am, I'm gonna go ahead and start investing that money. I actually have already started investing that money. We're spending less eating out, I'm gonna invest that money. We're spending uh, less for different household services that we normally get because people aren't coming in the house. I'm gonna invest those dollars. I'm looking at every possible avenue I can to reduce my budget to say I can contribute more to my investment accounts because I wanna buy right now where I think that there is a lot of opportunities in the market. Could go lower if it does, oh well, I'll invest more, right? So look at increasing contributions, do not reduce contributions. Um, along that same line is putting cash to work. So if you have an investment account and you've been tucking aside cash for a while, um, and you've got a pile of cash that you're sitting on now might not be a bad time to look at putting that to work again. I don't know you, you don't know me. I don't know your financial plan. So I can't tell everybody cash out your savings account, invest in the markets. I can tell you that I am comfortable doing, uh, I I'm comfortable putting some of my cash to work. That's, that's the most personal advice I can give you is that I put personal cash to work and I will continue to do that as long as I'm able to afford to. Um, if you do it, you need to do it as part of a financial plan, as sort of a longer term strategy, not just trying to gamble and make a quick buck because that's not the way this works. 
Do not watch the market news daily or look at your account daily. This is just going to help control your mental health, right? Like CNBC has had, I don't know how many days or weeks in a row of their, their, their evening special markets in turmoil with like downtrodden music and then like images of like hospital beds and people sick and then red, red charts going down. It's like, oh my God, this is terrifying. I get upset watching it. It's like, I know there's really good reporters and journalists there. Despite many people in my profession not liking Mad Money Jim Cramer, I like Mad Money Jim Cramer. I think if you hear him in the right environment, he's actually extremely coherent and gives good advice. But I digress, is when you watch that stuff daily, I do it because I have to. Uh, it, it messes with your head, man. I mean, you're hearing these companies are selling off here. You, then, you know, one really smart analyst comes in and says he's selling as much as he can and he's buying treasuries. And then somebody else comes in and says they're buying stocks like crazy because they're bargains of the century out there, yada, yada, yada. I mean, the other day, Bill Ackman was on. He was a famous hedge fund billionaire. And he's basically tearing up on the show as he was speaking and talking about how bad the markets are. The markets literally changed in the middle of the day. They were having a pretty good day. Bill Ackman, who's well-respected, well-known, eh, respected as an iffy, gets on the CNBC and starts crying. Markets go down. Meanwhile, his hedge fund is buying stocks. It was obscene. So you have to take all that news with a grain of salt. And for your own mental health, don't watch that shit daily. Don't look at your account daily. Allow your financial advisor to have to do that for you, okay? If you do do it yourself, Go back to your investment policy statement. Go back to episode 101, investing in stocks. It wasn't episode 101. It was investing in stocks 101. I think it was like nine or something. It, go back to that episode. I talk about an investment policy statement where you need to have rules to your investment plan. And in those rules, you need to have uh, a plan for saying, hey, when markets go down, I'm going to invest more. I'm not going to bail out. And you're going to sign that note yourself and say, this is the plan I'm sticking to. Because at the end of the day, Markets require logic, not fear and motion. And the problem is when you look at your account daily, you watch the news, it starts to manipulate your fear and your emotions and does not increase your logical knowledge base. And so you have to use the logical part of your brain and completely depress the emotional part of your brain when you're investing. And that's why I say it just helps not to look at the news daily, okay? And if you do look at the news daily, don't look at the market news daily. And if you do look at the market news daily, look at your investment policy statement to give yourself some comfort. And if you don't have an investment policy statement, write one or hire a financial advisor. That's the best advice I can give. That's episode 57 of Prosperity by the Pint. Don't forget to subscribe. iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen, that's where we are. Cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.